This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. It was Erev Shabbos Hanukkah in the Goldstein Home in Yerushalayim. So far it was a pretty calm day, but there was a lot to do. You know, the day is short, Shabbos Hanukkah. Most people like to daven mincha early. And there was all the things to do. Mr. Goldstein, Josh, as we know him, was going to help his wife. He was going to help bathe the children. He still had to go do some shopping for Shabbos. A lot of things to do. And he, there he was fixing up and uh, tidying up and getting the dining room table to help his wife. He was setting the table. When he suddenly heard a crash down below by the street. And there was a child screaming and screaming. And he had this bad feeling in his stomach. He was in his dining room. He raced through the dining room onto his marfet, marpet at his porch. When he looked down below, he was on the fifth floor. He saw a crowd of children were crowding around the child. And there was a child hysterical in pain. And just as he was worried, it was Josh's eight-year-old daughter, Esty. She was crying in pain. So Josh ran down the stairs with his sits flying to where he saw a crowd. And his, there, he, there his daughter was screaming in pain. Someone had called, again, David the Dom, the ambulance. And Baruch Hashem, within a few minutes, they came. They put Esti on the stretcher. They put her inside the ambulance. And Josh said to his wife, I have to go with her, with her to the hospital. The ambulance was headed to my, for, for Hadassah and Kerem, the campus, the Hadassah hospital. And there, in the, on the ambulance, the MT took out a mobile x-ray machine. He x-rayed Esti's elbow. And he determined that she had fractured her elbow. And she split her elbow. And she would require surgery. The MT radioed ahead to the team that handles trauma at the Hadassah and Kedem by the emergency room. And he told them, prepare the operating room because this little girl is going to require surgery. As the ambulance went up the hill to the top of the hill where the Hadassah hospital is located, they finally made the last turn. They, were, they, they rushed right into the emergency room where a team of trauma specialists were waiting. They took Esty. There Josh was saying to Hillam and he was with her until they threw him out and they said, you can't stay here anymore because she's going into the OR. After a few hours of surgery, it was getting uh, dark already. You could see Shabbos was coming on the horizon. Esti was put into a room in the pediatric wing. Josh was there with his with his daughter and they, there they were. But thank God the hospital gave them a menorah to light and they, they were going to light. Josh said to his daughter, I'm going to leave you with a bunch of books here. You can look at the books. I'm going to go downstairs to Davin Mincha. After all, it was Shabbos. He called his wife. He said, I feel so bad. I'm going to have to spend Shabbos with Esti. But what can you do? So Josh went down to the famous hospital in Hadassah. If you know anything about that hospital, that hospital has windows that were designed by the great Mark Shagal. These windows are invaluable. So much so that sometimes in times of war, they remove the windows because they don't want them to shatter. Anyway, Josh went into the uh, Shul, he's waiting for Mincha to start. People are coming in, you know, uh, one here and one there. When suddenly an individual looks like the Gabbai, the person in charge of the Shul, walks up to Josh and he says, he asks him the following, Sir, would you like to get up and perhaps give a few words of it or irut or inspiration to make us feel good after all? Perhaps you have a message of inspiration for Hanukkah. After all, it's Shabbos Hanukkah. Josh looks at him and he's thinking to himself, who am I going to inspire after the day that I had with Esti? I'm in the mood to inspire others. I don't feel inspired myself. And so the Gabai went from person to person inside the shul, wondering if anybody had the, had the koichas, had the desire to get up and give a five-minute devaturah to inspire the crowd. And no one was in the mood. Finally, the Gabai was about to give up when suddenly the door burst open and a huge Hasidish man, a six-foot man, walks in. The Gabai approaches him and he says to him, would you like to give the Torah, to give chizuk to the crowd? After all, it's Hanukkah. And he says, sure. So they dive in Mincha. After Mincha, the big chassid got up and he 
put his two hands by the by the shtender and he says, you know what? Hospitals are very interesting places. Most of us here are not for such good reasons. Some people are here for good reasons because maybe it's their Abiha Ben or Abiha Bat, they're the fathers of sons or daughters. But most of us are here because we have loved ones upstairs that have bad illnesses and diseases. So I have a question to ask you, he says. You know what? It's Shabbos Hanukkah and we're supposed to be happy. There's an interesting halakha. The halakha in Shulchan Aruch says that the best place to light the menorah is between three tfachim and ten tfachim off the ground. That's very low. That's from like a foot to three foot. But nevertheless, most people don't do that. They light the, can- they light the menorah on a windowsill or outside in a box. But the Shulchan Aruch rules that the best place to light the menorah is very low, up to ten tfachim, which is very low. Why is that? Why would the Shulchan Aruch want us to light the menorah so low? After all, the menorah gives off light. Wouldn't it be better if the halacha would say you should light it high so that the light of the candles could spread for miles? And I have a second question, he says. It wasn't asked by me, but it was asked by the great rabbi, Rabbi Yitzchak Levi He says, why is it that the holiday of Hanukkah was not instituted by Chazal until the second year after the miracle? The year, the holiday of Hanukkah did not take place the year that the miracle took place when they were able to go into the base and make the sh- and clean it up. It actually took place the second year. Why is that? And so perhaps I can answer the question by going back to the concept of the hospital. As we said, a hospital, it's a place which unfortunately is, is disappointing, is depressing. Most of us here have sick loved ones. I want to tell you a story. My father is upstairs in surgery right now as we speak. Let me tell you something about my father. He's diabetic. And in order to save his life, the doctor told him today, in order to save your life, we have to cut your foot off. You have to have an amputation. So I wanted to watch my father. How would he, would he behave as they wheeled him into the operating room? And let me tell you something about my father. This is a man I'm so proud of. Let me tell you what my father. My father was in the concentration camps. He lost his entire family. And he came out of the concentration camps with his imuna 100% intact. A person who came to Eretz Israel and built a whole new family, a brand new set of nine children, who never complained once in his life, who danced at all of his children's weddings. You know what my father said as he was in the as he was being wheeled to the operating room two hours ago, and they were about to cut his leg off. My father said he looked at the ski- ceiling and he said, "Thank you, Hashem. Thank you for the, all the wonderful good times of my life." Thank you for all opportunities that I was able to serve you with Simcha. Thank you for rescuing me from the inferno of Hitler. Thank you, Hashem, for bringing me to Eretz Israel, where I was able to have a new, uh, a new lease on life and I was able to have children and grandchildren. Thank you, Hashem, that I was able to serve you, that I was able to study your Torah and your mitzvot. Forgive me, Hashem, if I ever complained in any way. And the chassid was crying bitter tears. because That's the lesson of Hanukkah. Let's go back to the question. Why is... The law, the chachila, that we should light the candles so low. You know why? Because Hanukkah comes at a time of the year when it's very dark. And our job is to be able to look for the nitzisot of or of light in our life. That sometimes we're surrounded by problems, troubles of all types, challenges. Hanukkah tells us, you know what? In the darkness of our lives, there's always light. There's always good things to think of. There's always things to be appreciative of. There's always things to be grateful for. And the second question we asked, why is it that the holiday was instituted the second year and not the year that the miracle took place? And the answer is like this. When they saw, when Chazal, when the rabbi saw that a year went by and the darkness in the world still remained, they said, you know what? We have to make a holiday. We're going to call it Hanukkah. And this holiday will come in the time of the year when it's most darkest. Because the Jews are going to need this holiday every year. 
Because at the time when they're feeling low, when they're feeling down, this holiday will raise them. This holiday will invigorate them. And that's why they decided to make the holiday in the second year. When they saw that the, the darkness was still in the world, they said, we're going to create a holiday of light, which will always be able to give us that strength to go on. So it's our mission, ladies and gentlemen, to reinvigorate ourselves, to take this light from this holiday, to look at all the good in our life, to look for and seek the, the sparkness of good, and to always be grateful to Hashem for all the wonderful bounty that He grants us. Have a wonderful holiday. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.